What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Powered by UberLyftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Right, guys, a little late on the bonus podcast, but luckily it's a holiday weekend. So before we get into this piece, um, I want to mention Solo. You guys know I've talked about it before. Solo lets you plug in all the apps you earn. It shows you what you should be earning at what different times or what the guaranteed pay is in the area. And if you don't hit that guaranteed pay while working that platform, Solo will make up that difference. No joke. So even if they're not in your market yet, Go to worksolo.com. Check this out. Links in the show notes, but you can also uh, go check it out at Worksolo. Um, just make sure you get there. <laughs> also, check out Moves Financial. Um, Moves is uh, geared around gig workers. Um, it's got some features that really can help out gig workers. And uh, it also, again, can interconnect your 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 platform so that you can see how your earnings are measuring out and uh, things like that. So both are worthy of looking into. Um, but this is the bonus cast. It's a day late. And here it is. Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you? Happy Thursday. Welcome back. Panel might look a little bit different to you guys. Um, so I'll go around and do the introductions like I always do before the guest, and then I'll get to him. But first, we have some fill-ins as well. So obviously, we have uh, Kim Side Money Plans is here. Uh, we have John Dash, uh, Dash Theory TV. And we have Jason um, from the Gig Economy Podcast. And they are filling in for Hannibal and uh, Gary. Gary's got some uh, things going on in Hannibal and... Uh, Pedro are putting together that podcast tonight again, and then it'll be moved to Wednesday. So they're still juggling that time a little bit. Oh, I just had an internet issue. Okay. Um, well, uh, let me say hi to whoever's here first. Uh, what's up, Lisa? What's up, Thomas? What's up, Ryan? Wow, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, what's up, John? I see you all the time. What's up, Bud Soda? What's up, Daphne? What's up, Red? And uh, whoever's watching and not typing, it's up to you guys, too. Um, and now I want to introduce, obviously, uh, our guest tonight, uh, Mr. Yos Malone. Um, some of you might know him, some of you might not. Uh, Yost, welcome to the show, and thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And for those of you who don't know Yost... Um, he he has a YouTube channel that I've put into the links, but uh, he does DoorDash, and uh, his channel really bases around a lot of baseball, though. And being a uh, AL Central fan and a Tigers fan, it's rather interesting to me what fan he is and where he's from, 
because, well, I'll let him tell it. Why don't you tell a little bit about yourself first? What's up, everybody? Um, I'm so happy to be on here. I'm very excited with my hands. I talk a lot with my hands. <laughs> and um, you can ask him with my interview. But anyways, um, I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm here in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm in the Kansas City market. I do DoorDash a lot, Spark, any app under the sun, I do it. So I do have some type of uh, expertise in the area with, you know, making smart money moves. And uh, But I'm a huge baseball fan, too, so you're going to find that on my channel. I'll do some DoorDash. I'll do some baseball. Huge. I mean, I'm a big Royals fan. I'm also a Brewers fan. We can get into that story later. But, yeah, baseball is just kind of my thing. I am a Tigers fan. I like the Tigers. My dad's from Detroit, so. Well, I mean, at least we're at least Jason's in Michigan too. Uh, yep, right, right down here, Jason. <laughs> he's a he's a I guess he's a Tigers fan. You're a Tigers fan, right? As I mean, I, I I don't really care about sports. I mean, the Tigers. I know they suck this year, but I know, I know. But you're but you're but you're. I mean, I'm from Michigan too, so you're you're just yeah. a Michigan lover. You support? Yeah, them. of course. You know, Yankee fan. I understand the lines have just wrecked Yankee caring fan. for all of us. Oh, no. <laughs> not Yankees fans. At least you're not Boston Red Sox fans. They're the worst. Oh, <laughs> we would not be friends uh, at this point. Yeah, as a bar owner out here. In- Steve froze. I was say, yeah, Steve. Steve, did, did you pay your internet bill? Someone Venmo him 50 bucks so he can pay his <laughs> internet bill. Come on, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> there we go it's fixed <laughs> don't, and I didn't even hear it but don't talk about me that way <laughs> um, all I heard was fans and then I came back and Jason was talking so I figured it was about me yeah it was um, I was just filling space brother but, yeah. so uh, I guess one thing first I know that uh, not a lot of rides here here but I gotta bring it up that uh you know, Uber, they brought Uber Pool back. No, <laughs> saw that. No, it's Uber Shared. I, mean, I don't care. They what were talking about that for like, a while, weren't they? Like, weren't they like talking? It was coming. It was yeah, coming, but this, but so this is, but it just happened, and this is the first time since the pandemic that they've done it. They've talked about it a lot, <laughs> but this, they've actually done it. Like they just, and I'm not even saying about the pandemic. It has nothing to do with that. I just hate Uber Pool and so much and. I think uh, I think Kim yeah, is right. We did uh, talk about it about three months ago that they were bringing it back, but I never heard anyone up until now. Yeah, they never did it though. Yeah. It was because different spikes with with the pan, with the virus and stuff was making it so they were just like, just forget it, right? Which they should just forget. You know it. that I think I think you know a lot of news comes out and then like it doesn't ever happen, <laughs> especially when it relates to Uber and Lyft and all these other companies. I don't know, right? Um, but I imagine but, people you know, uh, fare being so high, people probably want it a little bit. People just want cheaper fares. They'll take them however they get them, I guess. Did he freeze? Yeah. Him? Well, I don't know. I don't think you save that much. Hmm. I've never taken it, so I don't know. I've never taken it either. It's not in our market. But I think, uh, I think with the prices skyrocketing, people are probably like, "Yeah, we need to do it now because you know." They're charging more, but not giving it to the the drivers. That's obvious, right? Right, right. Can't disagree with that. They should give it to the drivers, but <laughs> they're uh, they're Uber. Uh, leave it at that. 
Man, something weird was going on with my internet connection. I think you yeah. cursed it, Jason. For real. Yeah, you're you're kind of missing. Okay. Uh, you're going quiet for a while. Do you need to reboot? Yeah. Oh. All right, so I'm gonna take over the show. So everybody, yeah, go Yost. <laughs> I need a rhythm this here. Is, we need that rhythm going. Yo, this tell is the Yost Malone rodeo. So this yeah. is how we're doing it now. Tell me how. Tell me about your experience DoorDashing in Kansas City. So DoorDash here, we have a. I'm in the Liberty, Missouri area, which is kind of north, uh, east. And we have kind of another area. We kind of have a big, it's kind, It's called North Kansas City. It's a giant area. I mean, it covers miles. I hate going in that area because it can either be in the city mm-hmm. or you can be in a nice area. So I, I can't stay in that area. But that area, is, of course, is always busy. And then we have some parts in South, in uh, probably North in Kansas. And that area is really good all the time. Get Gridwise says that's the number one area that we have. So. <laughs> But in my personal where I do Liberty, it's it's very hit or miss. Um, there's people that tip. There's no tippers, of course. And, you know, you really got to be careful of the orders that you take. Um, our, the market here is really, really spread out. And so some orders I take, people are like, oh, that's too many miles. I'm like, the houses are built far away from the restaurants. There's not really a lot you can do. Right. So that's just kind of the – but, you know, obviously multi-apping, Grubhub just – died i don't know what happened it was really good for a while then it just completely crapped the bed and then uber eats over here is not good but in that parkville area which is probably 15 minutes um west uber eats is just crazy over there so it's it's just weird on how certain spots of the city have certain apps that are better than others it just it's just crazy yeah did uh grubhub recently take a dump for you or is yes it- okay yes this is like recently over the last like three or four weeks it's not mm-hmm. i would get one order and it'll say you know seven dollars for 25 miles <laughs> obviously yeah i mean just horrendous i'm like they're not even teasing me a little bit it's it's as bad orders all around i wonder what happened because it, it kind of happened with us too when when food delivery kind of came around and i'm in grand rapids michigan grubhub oh, okay the bomb you know what i mean like i made so much money and then slowly it just kind of faded away it's still there but now uber eats and uh, well, it's mostly DoorDash, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that happens. I'll, I mean, I mean, I guess over time they lose market share, but it's weird that all of a sudden that you noticed a big drop like three weeks ago. Like I was getting orders for like 30 bucks for like 10 miles. And I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. And, you know, it was to another little city, little town that's about 10 minutes away. And I was like, you know, that's worth taking it. You know, you get on the mm-hmm. road, it's all highway miles. You get there, drop it off and come back. I mean, those orders completely disappeared. And hmm. so I'm just like, what is going on? And so <laughs> obviously I had to, you know, adapt and, you know, start doing Instacart a lot more. And Instacart's been good. I've been on Spark. And yeah. I was like, where's the, the Spark? Is this the, they give you so many incentives. They're like, come on, drive for us, you know? Hey, well, you're smart. You go where the money's at. You got to have all the buckets, you know? Absolutely. And I want to ask this. I'm glad Jason's on the show tonight to ask you about this because I feel like you were doing Spark before most people. I honestly do. Like sometimes Grand Rapids isn't the first to a market or whatever. Right. But I feel like sometimes, you know, who knows, you know, what they, why they pick what cities and what. Yeah. Spark, this will be my third. uh, Basically, for you guys that don't know me, I do full time gig work in the winter. I'm a, I work outside in the summer and then I get laid off and I don't collect unemployment. I mean, I, 
I could, but you know, it's not very much. So I do gig work. So this winter will be my third, uh, third winter with spark. So I've been, been doing that a lot. I did almost all of that last year. That was actually, I got dinged on my taxes this year because I didn't drive as much and didn't have as much write off. So, because you know, you, you do spark, you'd, you drive, you know, you'd go to the store, you'd make a three dollar or a three mile delivery and you're back at the store again, not very many miles. So, but here's, here's, I guess my question about the spark things that I hear everybody talking about spark right now or of the last two, three months, last two, three months, everybody like Kim just got on it about a month ago. Is that about right? Yeah, probably about that. Maybe two months now, but yeah. So, but it's been like, the buzz has been like that. It's not anything before the new year. Like I used to hear about it from you, but mm-hmm. now these other people are like, and I'm raging and I'm raging and I'm thinking, I remember when like you start when you first were raging and then you're like, yeah, it's not as good now. Like yeah. we know happens with apps. And so I was just like wondering, like how come Grand Rapids three years ago had spark and it started to already like taper off and now everybody else is getting it. And they're like, whoa, you know what I think Walmart's plan is, is as we've talked about, they're launching their service where they deliver and put it in your in your home. I think they're just getting the customers used to it. And and then they're going to yeah. be like, yeah, peace out, gig workers. We got our own employees now. And uh, thanks for helping us build this. And uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of my, my concern, too, because they're watching what's happening in all these states with the W-2 laws and stuff. And I don't think they're looking to play with the gig workers forever. I think they're just trying to get the system down in the yeah, logistics. I think and- yeah. I think they'll always fill a void. There'll be markets that they can't get enough employees on their end to do it. So there'll still be work there, but I bet it in the bigger cities, I bet it will go down considerably, but you know, you got to go when the money's hot. If it's, if it's popping, go earn your money. If it slows down, well, there'll be another app coming to try. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel, but every once in a while, people get really hyped about one. Everybody's super hyped right now about spark because the pay is great when it comes to your market. That's so funny. Cause I'm like over it now. Like I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's what I was kind of getting I feel, I, I, feel like Spark, I feel like Spark, it depends on your area. And if it just got to your market, like in me, like Spark just got to my market. Like when I joined probably about two months ago, it was all like this brand shiny new, like, ooh, look at Spark. And I know it rolled out to a lot of people across the country where there are some people like you, Jason, who have had Spark for like three years. And I, I know from talking to other, you know, people that they're going through the same thing. So I feel like there's like highs and then lows and then highs and lows, just kind of depending like there, I feel like it's not consistent across the board and across the nation. It's like market specific on where you're at, if it's good or not good. Yeah. I wonder what the new app's going to be. Does anyone have a lead on a new app that's coming out that, Anything? What about a new app? I know I'm 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 in myself trying to sign up for Spark, and it kind of I'm kicking myself because I started the sign up process like a year ago, and then you know there's some issue with getting this email took forever, and then when I finally follow back up on it, the market nearest me is like within a mile of me is closed, so Mm. I got this one like about three miles away that I sign up for, and uh, but now I'm going through that whole trying to get the background check yada 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 completed. Okay. But the app that I'm doing right now that's been good to me, although it's lower volume, their pay model is better, which is Corner Shop, which is basically just grocery shopping for Uber. Uh-oh. But the way that they compensate you, they compensate you for you know the item count, the miles to the store, miles to the customer, uh, the weight of the item. So if you're getting a bunch of cases of water, you know you're getting a little bit extra for that. I mean, 
I think that's not in a lot of markets. I'm not sure if it's in all of your markets yet. No, mm-hmm. it's not available in my market. It's it's available in North Jersey, not South Jersey, unfortunately. Like I'm I'm dying to get on, and I'm like, nope, not there. Um, Deliver that's not available in my area. There's a, one, yeah. a couple of them that aren't just not available in South Jersey, North Jersey, closer to like the city. They're available, just not by me. And I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> my Pokemon, okay. you got to catch them all. I know. I just right? got to say one thing. Kim actually helped me. You know, being her gracious self, she actually helped me get on Spark. So I asked her, I said, hey, what's the number to the customer, to the um, to the Spark helpline? Because it took a long time for me to get on. And so I was like, let me call that line. And then they gave me an email to somebody. So if you need that email, John, I got you. I know some. I got somebody that works in Spark. I emailed her, and she got me on within like a week. I may have to reach out to you. I may have to reach out to you. I just did like a little what do you call open a ticket basically. No, I I email someone directly that works there for DDI. Email someone directly. So I did do that. So so the the person that reached out to me a year ago, I I I initially emailed them. They didn't get back to me because I think I'll lose the outside email at this point. But after I opened that ticket, then they got back to me. So I'm, I got a person in DDI again. But let's okay. see. You know, it's uh, I, I have until I think seven days will be this Friday. So if I'm not on by this Friday, I'll reach out to you next week. I got you, my man. But yeah, Kim helped me on that. So I didn't ever give her props. Aww. Hey. Yes. But um, it took me like I was on the wait list for Spark. I mean, granted, it wasn't in my area. But I'm like, I'll go like I'll travel to do Spark. I don't care where I have to travel. So I signed up for it and they wouldn't allow me to sign up because my home was too far away from the stores that were available. And um, it took them six months to finally get the email and get back to me to get me on the Spark. Hmm. That's crazy. Sounds like everybody goes to an experience with them. Yeah, <laughs> I was told the I was told the exact same thing about Grubhub too. I was told like you know you, oh I was I was just about to start the uh, uh, my shipped Instacart challenge, and everybody knows who won. Um, but I was just about to start that, and I was I still wasn't on Grubhub. It was the one I had just never signed up for, and everybody's like, oh, you need to do that because it's going to take a year to get on it. And I was like, I'd heard about the wait list, but I'm like, but I just don't care, and maybe I don't know, you know, yes. I, I agree with what Kim says. Always have your full arsenal ready. You never know. And so I was just kind of in that mode of like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. It's going to take a year. Okay. I was approved the next morning. <laughs> I am so well, jealous. It took me a year and a half to get onto Grubhub. I started the yeah. application pre-pandemic, and I literally just got on a year ago. Wow. Wow. I mean, I know other, I mean, that's not rare. I know a lot of people who waited a year. I mean, a lot. And they were like, you know, when I told them, they're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, dude, I signed up and I don't even know how they had time to run my uh, background check. I guess they probably just went off another one that had been run recently or something because it was yeah. like, yeah. you know, and I mean, if you, if you have so many run with checker, I know that they're not supposed to do this. You know, I know that they're supposed to, that they're supposed to run it every time you ask them. But like, you know, if they say, well, look, you just ran it for quarter shop like three weeks ago. He's good. You probably didn't commit a crime in that time. It's all good. (laughs) John can probably talk about this more than I can, but I just got on to shift and there's to me, I mean, they've been around for a while and people have been on ship for a while, but I, you know, I'm new to it, but I feel like, like they got their act, you know, together. Like, I feel like they're very consistent 
with um, their model and their payouts. And like they, you know, I feel like they are consistent where other apps are, you know, you have your peaks and your highs and your lows. I feel like from what I've seen in the past like month or so I've had them, they're pretty consistent with their their model and how they operate. But John can probably, John's the expert, <laughs> but I, that's well, just I'll, what I've seen from Ship. John has more on me, but John and I have actually talked Ship before. I, mine is taper, tapered off. I'm not going to say it's down, down. But John does have some uh, really good insights on. I say the biggest thing with the shift is it's good as long as your ratings are good. If your ratings start to fall off, you're gonna have more challenges. And the, the other thing with the shift is it, it favors people who do a lot of shift. The more member matches, the more preferred customers you have. You know, it, it favors the people who do good and who do a lot of shifts. That's you know, it's kind of the rich get richer type of thing. John, how long that, have you yeah. how long have you been on shift? So I got on ships uh, since like what's October, November last year. So it's okay. been like six, seven. I can't count, but I got so a, over six months. I got a funny story about shipped. So I I have this giant beard, and uh, I applied for shipped a couple of times, and they wouldn't hire me. And this is back in like uh, like 2018, 19, somewhere around there. And uh, maybe it was a little later. I don't know. But for one reason or another, I shaved my beard off completely. And I reapplied and they hired me with with no facial hair. <laughs> they would not hire me with this beard. It's Is that a thing? Can you, can you, people can discriminate against facial hair? Is well, I think you're so, an independent contractor. Man. Well, before the pandemic, it was hard to get on ship. Like I there were a lot yeah. of stories out there where they were like yeah. they only like women on their their platform and stuff like that. But I thought it was hilarious. The second I shaved the beard, I was like, Well, I'm gonna quick apply. Cause I'm going to grow this back. And so now if I do do shift it, uh, the, the face doesn't match up to my, uh, <laughs> my profile. <laughs> Cause it's completely. What do you deliver it? You're like, well, okay. No one, they don't pay attention. Are you kidding me? They don't give a shit. <laughs> no, actually, half the time they don't even see you because like, I don't, I've never, I'm thinking outside of maybe once or twice as the person that I'm delivering to you actually yeah. met me at their door. Right, right. So, yeah, I just thought that was funny. But I know they had that big hiring boom when the pandemic hit and they needed yeah. so many workers. They probably didn't care at that point. I mean, the ship hiring process is definitely more um, so it's too in-depth compared to all the other gig apps. They do they do, still like, a do? video interview and all that? Okay, yeah. Last, when I applied, they did all that. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, they did that with me, too. The real, yeah, that's to me, that was like, that's crossing a very close employee model line. You think the yeah those long answers that you're typing out in the interview it's like dude why do you that's not how you do an independent contract you don't interview them you get well, their bed of. you well, yeah I mean, of, but, but, I mean I mean screening I think I say but, but in an on demand economy like this I don't think that we're, so I've actually interviewed for <laughs> Target in my career I've actually interviewed for Target and it was the most in depth interview and structured interview I've ever been in my life. So if it's going by how I've interviewed for Target, like I feel like they're a very structured company. So to me, it almost models what they do when they're actually hiring like regularly for Target just based off of my interview experience with them. Well this when when I interviewed with them with with not Target but with um shipped it was before target even owned it mm-hmm. yeah so yeah oh i thought that's where the start came from was target no 
Target, I know Target bought them, but they existed before. But I didn't know yeah, I, about I'm them old. before Target bought them. <laughs> so do y'all I'm like old. shipped? Because I applied and then I got the card and the shirt, and then it's just been radio silence ever since. I, I, yeah, I you like got it. it. You got it. You, you definitely like. You got to make it work. So for me, like, I, like I've told John and other things, like, there's a bunch of ways to make it work. For me, I like it because there's one specific. Like, this is just my area, not just my market, but this specific situation. There's a target by me, where if I go turn on in that target, I can just do loops back to there all day. And every time I get back there, there's more orders for me. And again, it might be uh, part of what even John was referencing with the algorithm liking you doing more and more and more. I think they even like the fact that I'm coming back to the same target. Like this guy just does circles. This is great. Cause every time I would get back there, I'd get another three orders to choose from. Yeah. I would so, say definitely somewhat depends on your market, but I have the same market kind of like he's describing, like kind of like Steve's describing where I can, uh, I live maybe a mile away from a target. And then there's probably a couple grocery stores and, um, CVSs. So I get a good mix of orders in my market just being in this area. Now, I've, I've also seen some people who don't have that good of a market and it's just like one target or one grocery store really spread out, then it's going to be a lot more challenging. Then, of course, you got to have the order volume like with any app. So, But when you're getting all things clicking, it definitely, uh, and you're getting the bonuses too, which is something that's big for me is um, yeah, I might get like, you know, complete six orders, get an extra 40 bucks. And then, um, you know, that's on top of it, not like Instacart where it's a guarantee. So it's, you know, you're getting decent base pays and their base pay scales depending on uh, order size and yada, yada, yada. Not as good as Corner Shop, but it does some scale. So I think there's definitely, it has upside. I'll say that. It definitely has that upside. And if you can play that upside, you can win big. So, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like I, 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 say, I just I feel like sometimes, it, like at least with my, and maybe it was half backwards when I signed up for shit. I feel like they teased you a little bit when you signed up for shit because they sent my stuff, like my t-shirt and my card before my background check even came back. So like I had everything and then I'm like, I can't work. Like what's the purpose? But the funny thing is, is like, I actually got like the background check actually emailed me like five days before saying I was cleared before a ship even said, okay, you're ready to go. And I'm like, well, thanks, delayed reaction. <laughs> yeah, that same thing actually happened to me. It's funny you mentioned that. I feel like I got that background check cleared and then they didn't get back to me. I was like, hey, clear my background check. Like, no, it says we're still waiting. Then I had literally for them the email of the cleared background check. Like, oh, okay, you go to go. Checker is just the worst company. Like if we could see their ratings, it would blow our minds. It'd be like a one star in the yeah. app store. The better business bureau for them. <laughs> I you know like what's I really weird about the better business bureau though, you guys, is that a lot of times some of the sketchiest businesses have a good rating with them. It's very weird. I mean, if you go look that stuff up, it's almost like it makes them like, who cares what you guys say? Because <laughs> really, they're a good business. Like, you could pick a business you know is horrible. And you could, if you could find down there, they might give them like an A rating. But I like shipped. I like I like the fact that they lay out the uh, aisles. I like the fact that uh, it's really easy. There's no just screwing around. You know what I mean? So that's another bo bonus, too, is that you can. Uh, and during the holidays, you know, being able to swap out because you're usually you know, like at least. I signed on about the same time John did and I did a lot of it over the holidays and I was able to swap out gifts because you guys probably know everything was out. You'd go to like the Lego area yeah. and you'd think they actually have three things that they want. You're like, 
there's two things total on the shelves. <laughs> so, but then you can swap those out. You know, if, if it's another job, like my favorite is curry. Okay. I'm now making, I can make whole days sometimes out of curry, but so, um, but it's another one where like, it, you know, if you're, if you're working it right, if you're communicating with the customers, the tips can be good. Um, I know I've heard a lot of people lately saying that the tips aren't as good. Even John McCallion was saying that I see him in the chat that he just hasn't seen the tips yet. And I've seen them go down a little, but I think tips have gone down across the board, sadly. I, I, had, a, I had an order with shipped that I, it was a full, like, it started off with, forget how many items, but the lady just kept adding and adding and adding, and I kept substituting and substituting. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. It ended up being like a $400 shop order for this lady. And she actually gave me really good customer service score, but zero tip. (laughs) But I don't blame shipped for it. I blame the customer. It's the customer's fault that they didn't tip, but like it kind of leaves like a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth because you did all like it literally took Mm -hmm. me almost an hour to shop for this lady because it was like substitute, substitute, substitute. And then she would say she wanted to substitute, but then she would change her mind. Like it was like probably the most biggest pain in the butt customer you can possibly imagine. And nope, no tip. That's why I like Spark because you don't have to communicate with the customer. You're just like substitute, <laughs> not my problem. Don't care. Like I mean, I try to do what I can for the customer, but I mean, like you know, it's just like if I. That's the worst part of shift is the communication, and and I understand it. There, there's a place for it, but oh uh, my gosh, I oh I would never make money on ship now with the new payouts the way they are. It just it would be too. It's it's so freaking stressful. Shift. I mean, it was. So stressful. I did not like it. I'm like, give me the Walmart, uh, like anytime. <laughs> well, that's one thing with Chip that will say that stress because because you want to keep that rating up. I mean, yeah. once you have that that customer in hand, it's like they may be a pain, but it's like I don't want to do this, but I need to keep my rating at a five. <laughs> I know, I know. It's 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 very frustrating, and I I mean, I would literally have pit sweat. I'd be like anxiety sweat <laughs> shopping for Chip, but Walmart, I'm just like. Hey man, it's cool. Like I don't have, you know, I, and it, I don't know. It's just much more easygoing, and that's that's good for me. So, I have a gig related question for everybody. And oh. Would you rather um, carry three cases of water to like a house that doesn't have steps, or two bags of groceries to a third floor apartment? Water. Two bags of groceries to a third floor apartment. Water. I have a cart. I put a cart. It's third easy. floor. Ah. I'm third, third floor. floor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. third floor i hate water oh that's yes. as soon as i see water i'm like i'm done you know i guess like, i guess you know too many years working in the bar for me i got 30 years plus in the bar i'm used to throwing things over my shoulders and just not even yeah but it, it. yeah but it's three it, 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 you know and those things but are it's bulky. no no steps house well you can't just chuck it i mean, <laughs> I mean you actually got, during the pandemic that we we <laughs> joke about that a lot on here that the UK went to, you still had to hand them food and stuff. And we went to the chuck it in the dirt model. I actually had a couple weeks ago, it was a spark water and it was two cases of like the 40 cases of like water from Walmart. And I got there and the lady's like, I'm sorry, I'm on the third floor. And I'm like, Oh, 
really. <laughs> so I'm thinking, how do I get this upstairs? But okay. Ouch! I can't use the cart because the cart can't go upstairs. So I'm going to have to lift it. So Lee's like, don't worry. I'm sending my sons down to help you. And I'm like, oh, thank God. But oh, wait, the sons came down. One was five and one was six. And I'm like, I'm not going to make these kids carry like these 40 cases of water. I can barely carry them. Never long a five-year-old and six-year-old. So hey. I... I don't know why, but I think those kids have done it before. I think they're they're probably strong kids. And Kim, <laughs> miss, miss opportunity to videotape those kids being strong and carrying the water up. Like that could have gone viral. As a mom, I couldn't make like my daughter is five. I couldn't make my like some no. of my daughter's age carry a four. But it's not your daughter. <laughs> they took their Flintstones vitamins. Maybe those kids. Maybe those kids did something bad. The mom's like, you go down and get all that water. Well, the funny thing is the kid, the, the six-year-old goes, oh, mom ordered water again. <laughs> I, I told you they did it before. Yep. <laughs> well, you know how much, here's the bottom line. I mean, it's no secret that the person who lives on the third floor, after a certain time living up there, is like, I hate living on the third floor. <laughs> yeah. And that's you why they call the You sit in your car for half an hour and be like, uh you, you gotta You're talk like, yourself. You gotta have a pep talk for yourself to get up the stairs. Third floors are the worst. Second floor is fine. But third floor, you're like, you know what? I'm I have a catering bag, so I put them things in the catering bag and I deliver it. I try to get one trip. Yeah. Yep. Third floors are the worst. Like I curse those people silently as soon as I'm walking up the stairs. Yeah. You know if you have a third floor apartment. Like, Huh? If you know you have a third floor apartment, you like from a from our standpoint, you're like, you know, there's going to be a case of water on this. <laughs> Facts every, every time. time. It's like <laughs> it's a case of water, and they got a whole bunch of groceries that just don't make sense. And it's like I'm on the third floor. Or uh, or wait. they get a forty case of water plus a whole bunch of like gallon jugs that you can only take like two at a time. Like that's like the worst. <laughs> that happened to me, Kim. I, I have forty, but luckily it was just like one step. It was just a stoop out to put it on. But I was like, what did I sign up for? I took a picture and posted it on YouTube on uh, on the YouTube community, and uh, Nugs was like, was that forty dollars? I was like, nope. It's <laughs> like I'm just an idiot. <laughs> just. So wait, so Cody and Autumn, Cody, did you, I just had that up on the screen. Did you literally tell the person, <laughs> did you tell them they had to come down and get it? <laughs> Maybe I need to do that. <laughs> he said, I mean, it was a fourth, I'm looking forward to it. It was a fourth store. It was a fourth floor. <laughs> I mean, does it actually say in our contract that we have to deliver door to door? I mean, what, what, it, you know, like any of us have ever read it. But I mean, I'm just saying, does it actually require us to to deliver it to the door? I don't know. Um, yeah, but all I gotta say is, thank God I'm a pretty fit person, but five foot nothing, you know, carrying forty things of water. I, but like, I also uh, know that Co Cody and Autumn up in Alaska, these guys, they're they're awesome, and he he normally would do this. So I'm kind of surprised, like that he was. <laughs> so I guess put it in the chat. I gotta know, was it uh did you literally just call them and say, "Look, it, I'm not doing this." <laughs> I would have never thought of that. To call. That's a smart thing. If it's like four cases of water, it's the third floor, mate. Uh, yo, you have to come on down. But they'd be like contactless or something, and it's like, oh, great. You know, I saw a, a Facebook post from somebody who actually was a spark driver, and they had ordered 
three cases of water. I'm like, come on, you know, as a spark driver, like, why would you do that? But the driver just left the cases of water right, like where the car was and just dumped it <laughs> and said, here's your water. <laughs> well, here, here's his answer. Oh, I would, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, I don't blame you. So I'm surprised they were gonna let you in and bring it up in the first place. Yeah, quick story, and you can move on, Steve, if you want. But um, we have a, an actual castle in our city. It's the stupidest thing that people live in. Like it's an apartment building. It's it's all concrete. I should take a picture. You guys would sh- shit your pants how crazy it is. But anyways. It you will die in there if you go in there and deliver food. It's so confusing that I won't I won't deliver it. I'll I'll tell people you come down and meet me, and if they say no, I say, well, here it is. I take a picture and I drive away like right at the entrance. It's that confusing in there. So that's the only time I've ever done that. But uh, <laughs> it's not the Bob John. Uh, the uh, he was listening last night. Sorry, Michigan had... Michigan joke. Yeah, uh, Grand Rapids but... joke. But yeah, I definitely, uh, it's so confusing. I mean, you, you will have to bring water and a snack. Otherwise you'll die in that place. That's how, how confusing it is to, uh, manage it. But I've never done that with groceries. So. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think, you know, if I lived up on the fourth floor and I ordered spark or something and my spark driver got there and he's just like, yo, can you come down? I'd be like, no. i'm pretty sure i ordered it to my door i mean like i'm not gonna be a jerk i would if i needed to help him but i mean like isn't that i guess that's part of the why nobody wants the apartments and stuff but you know it's just part of the it's part of the gig you know if you accidentally accept one or if you don't start marking that that's an apartment building even in your head whatever and not to take those that that's just a live and learn is how i see it because you know it's I don't know. I, I we've talked about this before. I feel like too many people like drop orders, and maybe it's not as bad as it used to be. But like all this kind of stuff, and I get it if it's going to be like another 10, 15 minutes. But if you're there and it's going to be like three, just follow through. I, I I just always have been weirded out by that. Maybe it's coming from rideshare that just kind of always gave me a weird taste. Like, dude, why is why are three different drivers trying to figure out who's going to get the food to me? Right. Question. You know, like why? Uh, I can't remember if Spark does it tell you the address before. Yeah. You go, yeah. you know it's a, an apartment before you accept it? Yes. I can't remember. I I haven't done any gig work. specifically but. tell you it's an apartment, but usually it'll be like apartment number two or like oh, building. Okay. You know, like you can figure it out. I right. personally have learned to just put in Google Maps what the address is. So I actually yes. see what the house is or the whether it's a house or an apartment because I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not getting stuck doing this. <laughs> I don't see why they don't just come up. You know, one. Uh, I mean, this would be good for kind of everybody too, is to figure out some way of like keeping the food somewhere when you pull in, especially to the huge apartment complex type things and stuff. You know, find some way to like have some like uh, warmer like, boxes, like those like Amazon, Amazon lockers for food. Yeah, though. yeah, exactly. Amazon lockers for food, exactly. You know, so that you could just leave it there because I mean, people like roll ro- roaming around the place trying to figure it out always isn't the best solution either. You know, I don't know. Now, yeah. I to say, though, that's the one thing about a corner shop. You do not know the address until after you pick it up. So after you've done the shopping, that is the only fear is that, uh, yeah. 
the worst of the worst happens. Now, do you know how many miles it is, or you just don't know? Does it say like you're you at know, the store is four miles, but you don't really know where the address is at? Yeah, it just gives you the miles. It'll say like two miles to the store, and then another four miles to the customer, and this is this, this this zip code. But that's but like you get it's like a reveal. So when you get to the store, you get to know. Oh, it tells you how many items are on the list and how much it weighs, but it doesn't tell you what the items are. So you have to become like mm. a, a reader. Like if you see fifty pounds, it's like okay, there's at least a case of water on there. Hmm. So you have to like become like okay, this is probably a case of water, some cases of soda. It's only five items here, but it weighs. 75 pounds. You kind of figured out what it is. Dashing grandpa said, just order one case of water at a time. Wouldn't it be nice if they had like a limit of how many water cases like a customer could actually yes. purchase? They should. Yes. I don't know why they don't. They should. It's annoying. Water is the worst thing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's speechless. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, it gets on my nerves. And then they fall. You care and they fall out. And then oh, you have to works. go pick them up, and it's like I don't feel bad for that one water getting destroyed. No, like, that's your that's your tip. You just drink <laughs> that water. Or like if it really fell and it's spinning, and you just kick it. You just like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, no, they just have 23 in this oh, case. Man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, email just, support, not my problem. <laughs> well done. I'm just reading the chat, and yes, it is water. <laughs> well, it's not water. Water. <laughs> it's water. Um, That's a Midwest accent. I'm sorry. So as we as we diss on all these things, Kim, you want to tell us about uh, Grubhub, the hostage negotiator? Yeah, um, it was crazy <laughs> this week when I was reading the article, and it was kind of all over the news. So I feel like a lot of people already know about this. But so this lady was being held hostage, and she. I'm a little confused on this part because I felt like it's like the world's dumbest criminal allowing your hostage to order Grubhub. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but she had put in the notes of to the restaurant saying basically this is actually it says, please call the police. He's going to call. He's going to call me when you deliver. Come with um, consumption. She met cops. Um, please don't make it obvious. So the restaurant, it was like 5 a.m. in the morning. So the restaurant, thank God, was open to actually receive the order, saw the message, and the lady got rescued, thank God. Um, but the person who held her captive was like, not not a good person. Like, I don't even know how he was out on the streets after the charges that he actually had against him. So the lady used you know, Grubhub to her advantage and got her to safety and got her rescued. So, so thank God so she got rescued. Here's a, here's a question I have about that though. So, and I'm glad it happened obviously, but I mean, like, did they, did they not contact her? Did they just take, like, what if some, what if some kid pranked on the Grubhub app that yeah, I'm assuming, you, I'm assuming a bunch of cops showed up. Yeah, but you got it. You got it. You got it. You got to do it. Like they're yeah. Not I get. Look, I get it. To, I get it. She's trying to do it on the DL. You can't just call her back. Like you're gonna blow her cover. I get, no, I get it. Yeah. I'm just. You know. I mean, did they treat it like you know? Did they send one cop car or did they treat it like, hey, let's this is big. Let them swat over. Yeah. Know. Well, hopefully it wasn't Uvalde police. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so the funny. I'm gonna say the funny thing because this is. I don't know how I can say this. Isn't that but. <laughs> But I'm going to say the thing is I'm thinking it came to my mind is like the driver who's like instructions, do this, this, and this. It was like, I'm just fine. 
There had to have been one. I just felt like there had to have been. This is wrong, but I feel like there had to have been. I don't know. I hope there was none. I'm not dealing with this shit tonight. That the first thing that came to my mind when I saw like the screenshot of like what the order had. I was like, man, hundred <laughs> percent. I would have decided. I'm not gonna lie. But like, I don't get paid enough for this. I, now, if it was a decent paying order. I'm like, yeah. I got to see it through, but you know, it feels like. Oh, wow. <laughs> you think that they <laughs> actually think that they're holding someone hostage? <laughs> it's it like, oh, level, shoot. Like, 40 bucks for two miles? I'm taking that. I didn't want to get into this, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you get into that, you're not going to deliver the rest of the night. You know, your night's over. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of think, and there's a house around my area that I deliver. They still have their stuff from Halloween that, like, it's, it's like, on their door, and it says, like, do, like, I forget what it says, but it's something like, oh, should I take this? Like, if you didn't know the house and you were just delivering, you're like, oh, should I actually take this seriously? Like, or, like, it says, like, do not enter, I'm being... I forget what it says, but it's something like crazy like that. But it was from Halloween and they never took it down. But we're also used to seeing it. But if you're like a delivery driver that has never seen yeah. this house, would you be like, um, 911, I'm at a house that says this? Yeah. Like, like Tim, you should you should try to do Amazon Flex in the country. Like shit, that's common in the in the in the hillbilly country. Like you drive up, it's like, do not drive on my property. You will be shot. There's cameras everywhere. I'm like, bro, I'm just delivering your pills from Amazon or whatever. You're like this, getting out of the car with your hands up. And your food. You're like, I just have the food. I'm going to put it down. Y'all, no, I got a story. I got a story for y'all. I don't know which political way you go, but I'm not trying to get political. But I had a trifecta I had to deliver to. It was a Trump flag, a don't tread on me flag, and a Confederate flag. Oh, I was like, I'm not gonna make it. The trifecta no. on the lawn. I was like, uh, I'm just gonna go up there as quick as I can, drop the food and go. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get all the flags in the picture? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I took a picture of like, uh, on, uh, on your camera. Like, <laughs> I like live and, streamed on TikTok. I was like, y'all the food, make it. just be like <laughs> Yeah. Wait, I was like, uh, I was delivered. I was <laughs> delivered, get me out of here. I'm telling you, man, you do if you do flex, you are you're taking your life in your own hands because the shit gets crazy out there. We've had drivers get held up by guns in in Grand Rapids, but I mean, no, not in the city. It, it it's like obviously there's no really boondocks in Grand Rapids, but um, like the outskirts, you know what I mean. But yeah, they've. They've got guns, not hold up like they're getting robbed, but like, what are you doing on my property? I think it's a little less common now, now that everyone gets Amazon delivery now. It's not as, as much like that. But for a while there, when I first started doing flex, I didn't deliver at night. I just didn't want to deal with it because, you know, you're driving up in the middle of the night. I mean, sometimes it delivers are 930 in the middle of winter. People are like, who's driving up my driveway in the middle of winter at 930 at night, you know, so. Yeah, so I you're like, you ordered it, dude. Well, he don't remember. He was drunk when he ordered it. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> or the customers there, like, oh, go ahead, John. No, no I was going to say because I was reading this article talking about how the gig economy and gig work is like the most essential thing now. With what is it? Something almost forty percent, over forty percent of people saying that like it's an essential part of their lifestyle now. Which is it's kind of interesting because I took a poll on my channel like a month back, and it was like, how long have you been in the gig economy? 
And then the two biggest categories were like two to three years, which is I think a lot of people started in 2020, and then zero to six months. So there's a lot of new drivers that are just encountering these situations and go to these places, and it's like, yeah, you're going to have a steep learning curve. <laughs> she, th- This lady, though, I have to say, just kind of going back to the lady, she's, she's lucky that Grubhub was on time with her order. They're usually behind by like 10, 20 minutes, so yeah. they were on time. <laughs> Rip up beauty I, takes a solid hour. I can't even imagine, like Cody, what you might have to put up with, like outs in the back, yeah. an hour north of Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, with this kind of stuff, like yeah, I would he just chuck it over the fence. Yeah, yeah, he probably. It's your it, Amazon. But... <laughs> Cody, you need Cody, what, let me know what part of Alaska you're from. Cody, I think you need a drone to do like the deliveries, like get the drone for you, like your car or your right. truck, and then like drone deliver it to the customer's house. That's actually super smart. You might not get that drone back eventually. Somebody's going to shoot that not. down. Right? <laughs> Cody lives in a town um, just north of Anchorage. It's where uh, Palin's from. Oh, Wasilla? Wasilla, yeah. I don't think I knew yeah. that. So I'm originally from Alaska. That's why I'm originally oh, from Anchorage. Oh, I was like. Yeah, yeah. How's this dude know so much about Alaska? <laughs> I was like impressed. I was like, "Whoa!" He said, "What's the Sarah yeah. Palin?" I was like, "Oh, yeah. here." In, in, in fact, he's he. I thought he was pulling my leg, but he was telling us about um, Sarah Palin. Is right now she's like she's going for a government seat up there, and she's this is no joke. She is running against a guy, Santa Claus, who, if you look him up, spot on, Santa Claus, spot on. And he's from North Pole, Alaska. Mm. I hope Santa Claus. That is the person she's running against. So when you pull him up, it shows Sarah Palin and and Santa Claus. (laughs) So all I was thinking of was like, God, if she wins, like just the headlines, you know, Palin wrecks Christmas forever. (laughs) 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 It really is Santa Claus. It's kind of crazy. I just Googled it. Dude, it's it. I mean, it's not even a joke. It's 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 him. It's not. I thought it was going to be close, but I had no idea. Oh my like, gosh! This is the real Santa Claus. That is him. I hope he wins. <laughs> Bring That's joy. Huh? <laughs> hey, John, I got a question for you. So sure. I I looked up on how close America is to Russia, and Alaska is the closest thing. It's like fifty miles. And they kind of scared me a little bit. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, we're pretty close to Russia if you you know do that. I was like, uh-oh, that's bad. No, that was the funniest thing. I remember when she was running and people I'd meet in Arizona would be like, so was it true you can really walk over there? I'd look at him and be like, yes, yes, I've done it a couple times. <laughs> just to troll, just to troll people. <laughs> you can ask me that question, I'm going to troll you back. But she was running. I, I, think, I think she was kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. She, she wasn't. Uh, I'll say she was. She's not ugly. Yeah, I mean, you got her, or Hillary. Clinton. Her, her daughter is more in my age range, but okay. Yeah, well, yeah. You saying I'm old? Same <laughs> different age ranges. You're more seasoned. How about we that? could be wingmen? We could be my wingmen. How old she is? I am I'm the oldest here. I'm the old man here. Um, yeah, yeah, this was the hostage this negotiation. I don't know, and somehow we're talking about Santa Claus and Palin. Um, <laughs> that's what happens. Talk about a left turn, <laughs> segue, divert, digress. Um, she's 58. Damn, 
<laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm in a rabbit hole currently. <laughs> well, she said versus Santa Claus. Everybody had to Google it. And then yeah, we went down this rabbit hole. Now we're like, oh. Now you have like literally everybody Googling Santa Claus and Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's like it's trending right now. Well, after after Yost's reaction, I was like, all right, now I got to freaking look at it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm all about the reactions. <laughs> I really hope this guy wins. Like, I am going to do whatever I can on my TikTok for Santa Claus to win in Alaska. Like, he has got to win. Get yeah. it on TikTok. He probably will win somehow. Yes, he's going to win. He's going to do it. I mean, how can he not win, too? I mean, how how could you not go in there and vote against Santa? You right. might imagine your grandkids or kids. Who did you vote for, Grandpa? You, did, you voted against Santa? <laughs> yeah, you kids are too soft. <laughs> I voted for Chris. Um, but yeah, when you look it up too, it really is just the icing on the cake that he literally, no joke, is from North Pole, Alaska. The city of. He's at Medicare for all too. I'm like, wow, this Santa guy's really, you know, doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's the real deal. He is the real deal, all right. You can really write letters to Santa and it will actually go to him. So before John jumps on uh, more critical gig work, I, I really, really quickly want to mention something. Um, so we, you know, it, I, I, again, I got to just bring up another state that they did it. We just talked last week, and I'll make it quick, about Massachusetts shooting down even the right to vote to stay independent. So now they're just going to move to the union model. So Pennsylvania just did it today, too. It's yeah. Senate Bill 949. If you so look wait, it up. You said the right to vote to even have a choice whether to stay independent or not. They don't have that even choice. Right. So do you wow. remember like you remember the H one two three four was like their prop twenty two, and they were already starting to fund it before the election because they knew okay we're going to need to vote on this. So they've been they've been taking in money. They had already taken in seventeen point five million dollars for this, and um, like that that's from Lyft, Instacart, the same players that put in the two hundred and eight million out in California to make Prop twenty two. Same players were starting to fund this. They were up to about seventeen and a half million. And they've been like really hitting to the streets and letting people know and running TV ads and things about how, you know, we need to stop this. You need to stay independent. And then they decided last week that, well, and you got to remember, Massachusetts is a very, it's like the one of the top two union states. So they basically decided, you know what, that thing that you guys all have all the buzz about, that vote you're going to have in November on whether or not you want this exception, we've decided it's best that we just take care of it for you. And we'll just make, we're just not going to allow it to be on the ballot. Wow. That's crazy. And, I mean, this, to me, it was like, that's... That's not even entry level. That's like mid-grade uh, socialism, if not high-end socialism. I mean, that's You're so they dangled it in front of them too. Like, hey, you got, don't worry, you guys are going to be able to vote on this. Don't worry, you know, if that's what you want, you can vote on it. Same thing as California. And they thought nobody's going to want this Prop Twenty Two, and it won by three million votes. You know, that's a big that's a big percentage in California. Three million votes, yeah. even though it's a big state, it's a big percentage. So I think that now these other states and like Pennsylvania following it to like yesterday, I saw it, uh, you know, this is, they're just trying to now make it so that, well, it's a constitutional violation and we're going to go back to the old, uh, 
Labor Act rights of like 1904. <laughs> We're going to go precede the Barella test, move to the ABC test so that nobody can be an independent contractor. And these, and everybody, you, you guys know I talk about this stuff a lot. And I talked about California a lot before it happened. Now we're already, I mean, now Seattle did it. Now Massachusetts has just shut down the, even the right to vote on it. And now uh, Pennsylvania's doing it now too. So I said this was coming. I mean, it's coming, it's coming quick too. Like these states are like, they will have, after they go into effect, they will have the ability to repeal it a year later. So, but for a year, basically in Massachusetts, for a year, if you work gig work now, I don't see any way around how, and I almost, I, I, as much as I hate to say this, because I don't want to see this happen to anybody, but California Prop 22 is like the example. You know, like, oh, look, Prop 22, see how it works. Everybody's getting paid more. Everybody loves it. Oh, it's all, all great. Well, you know, Cody on one of his videos was talking about this. Yeah, we're incentivizing the rest uh, we're incentivizing California from the rest of the country right now. So, I mean, it really isn't working, but now you're going to go to Massachusetts and do the same thing. And you're just without the vote, you're going to force the union hand. So I almost feel like this one might blow up a little bit. Unlike Seattle or California, that's just, uh, it's just a mess and you don't want to touch it. But I feel like uh, this one might blow up. This one might come back to haunt them. I think. That people, you know, like they'll they'll watch what the because the unions are going to tear this apart. I've been, you know, we've wanted the unions to be kept away, but maybe people need to see what the unions are going to do here to really understand what this is. I think people don't like it when you take away their choices. So I think even if we'll say some crazy scenario where people do even love the unions, it's not going to be. I think it's two things actually. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think it'll be the majority of gig workers that like the unions. I think it'll be more people who are maybe transitory, people that are in it. But once they realize that, okay, I have to pay the union and all these different things, I mean, we'll have to see what comes out of it. But I just, I don't think the majority of gig workers that are long-term gig workers especially are going to want, want that. You're you're 100% right. It's always the minority, like, you see everything you see, like Twitter, for example, you see people complaining about something and everyone thinks that's, you know, we need to change because they say that it's a small percentage that want that change. And I, I kind of feel like that's the same way with gig workers. You see a few of them wanting this, but most people, especially the people that are part time, they're like, we don't want any of this shit. But for whatever reason, it gets it gets changed and it's it's kind of frustrating. What's that that vocal minority versus that silent majority? Those are the yeah. two things, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, you're dealing with eight like Jason just said, 85% of them are are part-time, work 20 hours or less on the gig platforms a week. So we can already tell, we already all know those people that don't make their living on gig work because you can't do that part-time. You can't. So okay, so they have another job. They probably don't even follow any of this until it happens. It's like AB5 took even the best of them off off guard. You know what I mean? Like they didn't know it was coming. They didn't they knew it was a law. They didn't know about it. Well, I feel like that's what happens with all of them. So then you just take the other 15% remaining. And even they say that's small. So they even said that here so here's the article about it that I had pulled up that while a recent poll shows that uh drivers for flexibility over reclassification la uh 
labor advocates are skeptical to let the gig uh, economy do this. Now, they say that the the poll they ran said 74% of drivers said they prefer maintaining their their schedule flexibility over uh, typical employment benefits. So Right. right there, this is Pennsylvania. This is where Senate Bill 949 happened. So right there, they're saying that 74% of the people already said, we don't we're, we want to stay flexible. Let's just have it on the ballot. It was after that that they said, let's not let it go to vote. Let's yeah, see, that's so something that, shady about that. Big <laughs> time, dude. Big time. And, I will never, I don't know, I will never agree to unionization or union work as a gig worker. Like it just to me, it just doesn't make sense. Like it, it, to have someone speak for what we do, it diminishes kind of our our independence as independent contractors. Like I just, I don't know. I just, I, I will never be one for unionization of any kind of gig work. Yeah, no, no, never. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, what's, what's her name? Lindsay Williams. Uh, these app-based uh, employers have used their power over the employees to push push this misclassification agenda. You know, I don't know what they all think. I don't know why these states, and I was saying this before, you, you got bad people in office. You got bad people on both sides of the fence. But you got enough people that you would think that some common sense would come out at these meetings where people are like, well, we can't just not let them vote now. I mean, that seems like a pretty, like, I would be like, excuse me. Like, you know, Steve, what's, what's common sense, man? This, it doesn't happen anymore. It's very yeah, uncommon. If, it's very but uncommon. They, but if they've let Uber, Lyft, Instacart, all these companies put in $17.5 million, and they've kind of like, that, that's like they've accepted the the challenge. Okay, we'll put it on the bill. They've let them can't this do all this stuff. They've ran polls, and now they're like, you know what? It's not looking good for us. Let's just take it. I understand that when it gets dirty around around this time of year and stuff with this stuff, but to just take it off the bill is yeah, that, that's strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would hope that you know, as much as I, I'm not big supporter of these of the Giants, I would hope that now they spend a lot of money asking why did you even let us spend seventeen and a half million then, or where did that go, or any of that kind of stuff, but. Anyway, it's just another state. You know, we've talked about that New York's going to be going through changes. Kim State's up for some changes. Um, it it just needs it needs to stop, you guys. I think that I keep bringing it up because I hope that you guys just take take it in on any level, like because it is happening. It's not me like saying like saying the sky is falling and, and like look at California, sky is falling, sky is falling. It's 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 happening all over the country right now. And uh, there's a lot of other states that are getting ready to do these same type things. So beware and fight it, you know, if you want to stay independent. And I think you all do. Yes. Because the unions will lie. They'll do whatever they need to to try and get into our pockets and take more money. Of course, because they want to line their own pockets. (laughs) Yeah, they're their own business. They want them dues, man. They want them dues and they'll say, oh, we'll get you this and it's not worth it. At the end of the day, my shift if i want to do one order i want to log off and call today you know i want to be done or if i want to do tour i want to call today and be done you know having someone tell you what to do you know that's kind of the complete opposite of why we do it yeah yeah i mean also the thing about if you have to pay money to make money sounds like a scam to me 
Facts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what, was, like, what was that right here? Oh, Trip damn ride. it. You, you beat me to it. I was like, what was <laughs> I the read your mind, that? man. Yeah, you I always did. think I always think of the upside down triangle whenever I yeah I'm like I dude I can't believe that. their their logo was an upside down triangle and it was a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's ballsy, a network dude. triangle. It's a network triangle. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but oh, but don't show them it's a pyramid. How about I just flip it over? <laughs> yeah, okay, they won't get that. Yeah, let's we're, do that. We're stupid. <laughs> but um. John, what was uh, what were you looking at? The gig workers are more critical now. So it's that um, the gig economy is more critical for over forty percent of workers. So essentially, people because of inflation, rising cost, um, that are doing gig work part time. Before they said, okay, maybe I want it for some extra money, but now they're doing it because they need to make ends meet. So it's becoming a critical part of not only you know their lifestyle. But of just, you know, staying above water, just trying to make ends meet, which is, you know, I think maybe how some people started. Some people wanted to do it, typically had a short time frame in mind. But now it's become where um, people are trying to figure out long term a crisis are still going up. You know, I got to do extra work. And it's it's the new it's unfortunate, but it's a way of life for a lot of people. And it's become a critical way of life. So now I think you're going to see, you know, a lot more platforms get saturated. Of course, I think one of the things that we talked about earlier, a lot of people are getting on a spark. I think you're seeing a lot of people go onto these grocery apps because it's less mileage than all the food delivery apps. So you're seeing more migration towards those apps as well. So that's, that's that was the big thing. And, uh, you know, I know when I go out and um, I'm doing my gig work, you know, I, I don't see a lot of corner shop shoppers in my area. Um, which I'm, you know, keeping that as kind of my best kept secret. I'll tell people all about shipped all the day in my area. I'll tell them about everything else, but you know, it's it's becoming, yeah, it's becoming it's becoming very challenging, coming dire for some people. I don't know if you're seeing different things. What are you guys' opinions on that? Well, I mean, I I for one think that one of my worries, and first of all, about the corner shop thing, I agree with you. They're not up. They're not here around me yet, but I feel like they sneak into an area and they don't even like, I feel like it's very uh, guerrilla marketing. Like you have to hear it from another driver or something like, Hey, corner shops here. You know what I mean? It's like, they're not, they really, they really don't like overnight flood it. I don't know what they it don't, is. I haven't seen any corner shop advertising. You know, I think the only time I've even heard about is watching other, um, other channels. Yeah. And so I like that, but um, back to the 41%, I think that, my biggest worry with that was that that means all those extra people who are going to take crappy orders. I was just thinking about that. And like, it's just going to make them make orders even crappier because they're used to oversaturation. They, I mean, they know all these analytics, they play them as they come in. Okay. We're getting oversaturated at this percent. We have a, you know, we have, um, we, we can hold a certain percent of people for four to six months, some longer, but the usual t- lifespan of a new DoorDasher is X. They've got all this down. They know how that works to their advantage. To have the market in the state it's in and to have 41% more needing this, you know, is like, it's, I mean, is it going to become like dollar base pays? I don't see it getting any better before it gets worse. You know, that's what I, that's what I feel like, you know, 
it's one of those situations where the lowest common denominator, you know, especially with a lot of these bonuses, we have to do an astronomical number of orders in like 30 days. So people are going to take those old orders because they're thinking in their head, well, technically with this, you know, bonus is really not a $3 order. It's a $5 order. Cause you know, honestly, the bonus release, that's probably more like a $3 order to a three twenty five order, honestly. But nonetheless, you know, that's what I think a lot of people are thinking because, the more saturated it's going to be in these markets, the lower the bonuses are going to be. So it's going to be kind of that uh, that downward spiral. I think we're going to see. Yost, what about your market? I mean, it, I mean, I know that we're all oversaturated. Doesn't matter how big a city you're in. Doesn't matter what part of the city you're in. I'm in Denver. You know, kind of Denver proper, but like it, it's a good it's a good gig economy town. But I mean, no matter where you are, you know, there's oversaturation. But like. Do you think if you were to do 41% more in your area that are going to be coming on for some extra work, knowing these companies, do you think that you're still going to get the orders you're getting now? Absolutely not. I mean, I can see it's oversaturated now when I go to Chick-fil-A and there's four drivers there. And, you know, you ask them, hey, how's it going? How have you been doing it? I've done it for two weeks. And I'm like, okay, come here. Let me talk to you. Don't take $3 orders. Don't do this. Don't do that. And you'll be successful. And, you know, it's it's the thing of if you see those younger drivers, those newbies, I make sure I don't care if they want to listen to me or not. I'm like, hey, don't do this. I, I talked to a guy. He's like, I waited at Walmart for four hours one time. For an, Yes, because these companies don't train. And I'm like, hey, go to my YouTube channel. Go to some people's YouTube channel and look at what to do. They oversat. They, they like you said, the analytics, they do it on purpose. They'll keep they, they'll start advertising on TikTok, say, hey, get your written four days and you know, pay your rent off with DoorDash. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, for three dollar orders, you're taking them all day, you're gonna make 50. bucks. But hey, if you want to do that, go right ahead. I I think that all of these apps, no matter it doesn't matter which one it is, use incentives to lure people in and think that it's the best thing ever. And you know. God sparks incentives when you first start is this like I'm doing spark forever and like I call it the honeymoon stage and they lure you in thinking oh my god this is amazing and then the next thing you know the next week you're making like nothing (laughs) because there's no more incentives and that's how like they hook people and they suck you in and they kind of just don't let you out and like you have that false pretense of I can make so much money I'm gonna quit my job tomorrow and I'm gonna do gig work and then like reality sets in and it's just like oh I really have to work in order to make what I'm trying to achieve and I think that's where like kind of a lot the false sense of reality happens with a lot of drivers starting versus you know some veteran drivers out there yeah I um, think oh sorry Oh, I just wanted to thank, uh, there was some private chat going on here. So I just wanted to thank Jason for being able to fill in last minute. I know he's got to bounce. He's like single parent right now. Yeah, I got to put my kid to bed. So um, full-time work. And, yeah, I appreciate yeah. you all. I I subscribed to your channel. So I'm hope, hopefully I'll be able to watch some of that. So um, I appreciate y'all. Have a good night. Hey, Jason, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I appreciate Jason coming on tonight. But um, I think that, you know, as we wind it down, so... Uh, Let's maybe can we at least address that sexual orientation thing too? I think we should. Yeah. So there was another article that that was interesting, and uh, I'll kind of talk about a little bit about my experience. But essentially, there was a I don't know if it was a TikTok or where it was from, 
but essentially somebody who had applied for a job at DoorDash. It was like for DoorDash corporate. Or, um, but essentially on the application, there were two questions about uh, what is your, I think it was like, what is your sexual orientation, like heterosexual, homosexual, other? And then there was another question about your gender identity. Now, from my experience, like when I applied for a job at DoorDash corporate, I was going into like more of a managerial position. So like I could understand maybe I can't. Well, so maybe the gender identity, maybe because they, I don't I can't really have a five reason other than from a manager position. You want to make sure the person who's going to be a manager is going to respect everybody on their team, you know, but from just a, the sexual orientation, that's, that was the one that didn't even make sense to me to ask on an application. Now, when I was going through the interview process, they, there was, you know, a bunch of interviews and one of the questions that came up, uh, did talk a little bit about, you know, equity, diversity, all those different things. You know, how do you work with people of, uh, you know, I don't remember what it was, of marginalized groups, different things like that, which I was able to talk to just because of my experience. You know, I've had 10 years of experience in management before, you know, I went for that job. But nonetheless, now knowing that maybe if they're asking that on every application, it sounds a lot, a lot different. Because, you know, somebody that's going to just be, a phone representative just going to take calls, customer service. And I will say this because one of the people that referred me to the job was somebody who used to work for me who works for DoorDash Corp, works for their customer service center. And uh, they went through basically the same interview process, you know, the panel interview, like four sequential interviews with people that I went through for a management position just for a phone interview, just for, uh, I mean, a, a phone customer service position, an entry-level position, which tells me that, if that the application was the same, interview process was the same, sounds like DoorDash is doing, a, I think, almost a little bit too intrusive, honestly. I mean, yeah. I don't well, I understand. Way, way too. Way too. I mean, I, I, I don't even know how, I don't even call that intrusive. I call that discriminatory. A big, a big problem. I mean, I would, yeah. I mean, I would call that a problem. Like, I, you know, like, I don't it even would, think any companies do that anymore. It would be a difference if, like, with this culture that we're in, if they're like, hey, what do you like to be called compared to, like, what is your orientation? Like, mm-hmm. I can see, like, a question like that to, hey, what, when you're filling out the initial information, hey, what, because the current job I'm at, they say, hey, what do you like to be called? And you have some options just so you can be called by your you proper them properly. You can dress yeah. them properly, but asking them about whether they're, you know, their orientation or what part group they're in, I think it's, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why does it matter what, you know, what they are, you know, who they are? You know, people should be respected no matter what, but that's just are you, ta- are you talking about, like, if they want to be, like, he, him? Yeah. She, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I understand. Like I said, the gender identity part, maybe that makes more sense. But, that should, wanna, but yeah, even that should be optional. That if well, even, should Why be does optional, that matter? Yeah. Why does that matter? You know, Steve, I was going to say that on a regular application, like they ask you your, like usually they ask you, you know, your ethnicity, but it's optional. Like you have the chance, like you don't have to answer that just because of equality. Like that's kind of going against what I, 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 yeah, I'm not kind of curious to have a kind of go back and see if they had that option to opt out of answering that question. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I'll tell you guys, it's probably, you know, I don't know if it's a bad thing or not. It's just me, but I always just answer it differently. I'll put, you know, Polynesian. 
that's what I don't get about this. Like it Prove shouldn't matter. Like any of this shouldn't matter if you're qualified for, if you're either qualified exactly. for your job or you're not qualified your job, it's not based off of your. I, just I, I agree a hundred percent. Kim, yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think in most, in other countries, they're getting rid of that waste race question. The EEOC, what they call it. Yeah. They, they got rid of the question on the app. And like in America, like, Hey, let's do it. And like, no, 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 we can't. And it's just so- like, I was going to say, the interesting thing, I looked back at that little application, and they have a little asterisk by those questions, which most job applications, if it's an asterisk by the question, you have to answer it. Exactly. And that's what I think is over the line. If I agree. You know, it should be optional. It should be like so they're, they're, the answer, for, they're forced options. fields. Right. They're forced happens, fields. If they have the asterisk, right, so what happens if to... the person you're interviewing with is biased, and they look at your application already before you even get to the interview is like you're already discriminating against the like the person who's interviewing for the job opposed to are they qualified for the job based off of you know their past experience and i guess i'm coming from like an hr world and it's it, well, yeah. to me it just doesn't even make sense well what what kind of going on with your talking about because i imagine when you have those questions during kind of the application process and you're, it's almost like they're looking at, okay, before they even look at the qualifications, they're looking like, do we have five applicants in this bucket? We have five applicants in this bucket. And then, you know, then you'll look at your qualifications after that. But it feels like they're they're trying to, I guess, hit the check marks before they hit, you know, the resumes, for lack of better terms. Yeah. Oh, it's, I think uh, it's having an adverse this- effect on that. <laughs> Oh man, don't it's a can of worms, man. They did a study back in the day, depending on like your names, and you know how if you had an ethnic name, you're fifty percent less likely to get called. With your you're less likely to get called, and you're like, what? So it's like, huh? Maybe I should change my name on my resume. It's a, it just it's just insane, you know. With and then questions like that, it's like just doesn't add up. And like we're one of the only countries that do it, which. I have to wonder if part of it isn't literally like, and I, I, I am not defending these companies. I'm just trying to understand it from a different, because I think that all the companies are past wanting to eat. Even their lawyers would say, dude, get that off there. I would think, right? Like your door, if you're DoorDash, if you're whatever they, and they see this and they're like, what is this? Are you kidding me? With all the crap you guys have on your plate right now, you have this. So I would think that that's being generated for another reason. The only thing I could come up with is, are they trying to meet some kind of quotas or use that analysis for how many females? And and I, I know they're taking it way too far. I mean, they shouldn't be able to do any of that. But I'm wondering if they're just w- wondering, do we have this percentage of this? Do we have this percentage? As if they're doing well, like te- a favor well, to the world. Well, but I would say really, technically equity in a lot of corporate eyes is quotas is quota related so yeah yeah but that but those shouldn't be quotas those should i agree they should be our quotas like that's i understand what you're saying steven it could be the reason why they did it but that's not the effect that it's going to have on the person interviewing for the job like you know you're still going to get biased people out there that are just going to take one look at that application and go nope nope Nope, just based yeah. off of that, opposed to not having that on the application and going off of resume, work history, and I, yeah. 
Yeah, but, I agree really, but really, at the end, at the end of the day, when we're done talking about this, the bottom line is, is that there's no reason they should be asking any of this. No, <laughs> so, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's actually really worrisome. Like, why are you? I would want to apply. I would want to get somebody on the phone and say, why? What's up with this? Because your bar starts to make you think, like Kim said, if you don't answer that question correctly, well, maybe I didn't get the interview because I was not what they were looking for. And they were looking for some other, you know, mix of boxes there. I think it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, that being even like a thing, I'm surprised it's already not a lawsuit, to be honest. Because it's not supposed to be some type of protected category regardless nowadays. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it should not be ba- like it, it should nowhere be on that application. Like your application should not be based off of your sexual orientation. It's none of anybody's business what your sexual orientation is. Like it, it should be based yeah, off of your qualifications. I wait a second. Is this right? Really? That's 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 Mac from Portland. He's a friend. He's been doing this for a long time. I know him. So and he's actually usually pretty on top of his things. I'm wondering, but it's still it doesn't. What do you mean it's not a protected class though? Because that's I don't know. I mean, does that mean so it I, they be changed asked? that law? So it's technically, well, I don't know. It's it's weird. I'm not a legal. I'm not. I'm not going to give legal advice. But I will say that <laughs> as somebody who's who's worked in management, I do know you can't discriminate against, you know, based on things related to that. So it's it's it's, in a, it's a weird area, but it technically is a protected class. But it was a redefined definition from, I want to say, in the 2000s. So it wasn't initially when that those laws were written. But within the last decade or two, that has been updated to include orientation. I do remember that from one of my one of my classes. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, I would really like to know why they why any company would do this these days. I mean, this is I feel like things are a little too uh, um, weird in that sense. Anyway, like we're getting a little too like over the top with that kind of stuff. Anyway, and too focused on that kind of stuff instead of just finding the right applicant, the right person, and all this. It's like. Okay, well, is he this, 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 and this? Because we need one of those. <laughs> Dude, they're not trading cards. They're people. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I feel like you start to tra- treat people as trading cards. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you Dang know, it's like, you, you, yeah, you got to have quotas. You know, it's okay. Well, I get that, but there, there needs to be a better standard. You can't be asking people what their sexual orientation is, what they, you know, what they're, I don't know. It's just, that's, I think we've covered it here enough that that's just not, that's not anybody's business. That has nothing to do with the job. Nothing. It, has, it doesn't have anything to do with the job. Uh, now, so, if you said, like, how do you, do you have any discrimination? Do you discriminate against these people? Like, I mean, that is a valid question. Are you a discriminatory person? But, like, what's your sexual orientation? I, if that ever came up in a job interview, I don't, I, I'd, I'd be like, that's sexual harassment. I feel like you're asking me that. Yeah. I'm leaving. I'm leaving if you ask me that. I might, I might. You know, I have enough like attorneys I've made contact with. I, I might just sit there in the interview and be like, "Hold on a minute, let me <laughs> just get my attorney on the phone here." <laughs> I can't believe you guys are doing this. 
Um, you know, I'm going to take some pictures too of your office. I'd be going nuts. I'd be like, dude, yeah, I'd keep calm, but I, I'd get an attorney on the phone while I'm there. I'd be like, I am, at, I am no, no joke. I'm in a job interview and they, they're asking, they say that they need to know my sexual orientation. John, didn't you interview for DoorDash or you worked for DoorDash? No, I interviewed for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what was, that's what was, that's what I was kind of relating some of my experience from was um, what I went through that process. And at the time it was, okay, I'm just filling out, you know, the application thinking it was, it was a weird question at the time thinking, okay, maybe this is just how all the applications are nowadays, especially for these, uh, I'll say more corporate, corporate, not even corporate, like more tech corporate companies. Um, Yeah. But I remember having those questions because even while talking to my dad after the fact, he was talking to me, you know, did they ask you certain questions about this topic or that question in the interview? And I was like, yeah, they actually did. He's like, hmm. Interesting. Now, I wasn't offered the position, but I don't necessarily think it was related to, I hope at least, I hope it wasn't related to my sexual gender identity or any orientation or any of that. But I mean, yeah, definitely bringing up equity, how you've helped people, marginalized groups. Those are questions they asked me in the interview process. You know, it was like, now, like I said, with my job, I've had people of different backgrounds. I've mentored, I've been my mentors, and that I've mentored that have been multiple identities orientation. So like that question, did it phase me at all? But it was still weird because that's a question that I'd never been asked in a job interview before then. And I'd never been asked in a job interview after. So it's very unique to DoorDash. I mean, it's this, it would be the same thing. Was the next question, have you ever committed a hate crime? I bet that wasn't on there. No, no. And if you're going to ask that stuff, you might as well be asking that too. Hey, have you ever committed a hate crime? I mean, you might as well go full blown and start asking people everything then if you're just going to really cross the line. Yeah. You know, if you, if you want to know that about them, you should want to know that about them too. I mean, nowadays uh, I feel like these companies, they do all this scanning and, you know, if you if you don't have all of your social media, I mean, they look at all, I feel like they have a lot of information on you if they really want it. Oh, yeah. They look at your social media all the time and it just, Yeah. And yeah, I block. All, I keep my stuff private besides my mm-hmm. Twitter. So don't go follow me on Twitter unless you really want to see some stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's that's that's. that's um, I mean, that's kind of going back to you know. I feel like this is kind of going backwards. But if you talk about the union and, and all these other type of things, you know, it's feel like it's a matter of time before those things start to bleed over more and more. Orientation and de- no, orientation and identification are separate. I believe. For me, that question, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's facts. exactly right. Grandpa's speaking facts like always. Shout out to Door Dashing. Shout out to Dashing Grandpa. You'd be speaking yeah. facts. Yeah, Brandon's always getting it right. So, uh, do you have unconscious bias? I mean, that's a question. Everybody has some bias that's unconscious. They may not know what it is. I mean, that's the unconscious part of it. Mm-hmm. But I think we're all products of our environments. You know, we we have ways we are raised, and then when we get to a certain age, we have things that we learn that are good and bad, and be like, okay, I don't want to be like that. I want to be like this. Exactly. Yeah. With the double M's. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a good point there. At the end, you know, they're not going to be productive because they're all because those type of people have so many other problems. They're not going to get anything done for you. Yeah. So there's actually an interesting article I had read. This is the last week. It was about a business owner 
who basically, I don't remember all the details, so I'm probably going to butcher this, but essentially, um, I think they said that they're going to get rid of, I don't remember if I'm saying this right, um, people that had feelings. I don't remember what the feelings were. But long story short, people that had it. people that had feelings. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I can't butcher. I'm feeling like I want to get this right, but I'm butchering it regardless. So I'll just say that you're the most butchered way possible. You if you have feelings, you felt this company's not fair or not this or that. They said you understand. You can have that. You know, and we'll give you a severance package. But basically, like you said, you were less. They were found that those people were less productive, so they gave them severance packages and said, "Hey, you know." We're not the company. It's not a job match anymore. I wish you the best. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, that's surprising, though. That's something that I would think that somebody would come down on and would have sued them, would be suing them, class actions um, that the company would want to get away from, that their lawyers even, you know. I'll say this, you know, having been through, I, you know, I didn't have to go through a ringer like a lot of people do, but just even the dealings that we at Para did last year with DoorDash legal. I mean, we tried to play with them a little. They don't like to play much. You know, like when we would, you know, tell them, hey, you show the transparency then. Otherwise, we'll put we'll turn it back on in a week. Like they didn't think that was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, oh man, I don't guess get me started on tip transparency. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you swing and miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I guess my point is, though, like, you know, they they would put up as many lawyers as were needed to go up against that. Well, aren't those same lawyers when you have a thousand on retainer, aren't they going to go, dude, this stuff here, just rip it out, tr- throw it in the trash and pretend like you never did that. I think that would make sense. But I feel like from a DoorDash perspective, they're they're kind of attracting the people they want by asking those questions too, because the people that are offended by those questions, they didn't want you to work from them anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, Dash wants a whole bunch of yes men. That's all they want. Yeah. That's all they want. That's they kind of what I felt. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I did feel like that's in the interview process. Everybody was drinking that Kool Aid. Tell you that much. Absolutely. Yeah. You're the best DoorDash worker if you take the two dollar fifty cent orders for ten miles. <laughs> Did they ask you this you question? Oh, you take two dollars and seventy-five cent orders. Is that part of your interview? <laughs> no, no. I, did, I think I did mention that I did something like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." You, you would definitely know a lot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like, let me see that acceptance rate. Like, let me see that acceptance rate. <laughs> Why are you not a team player? Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So, okay, before we get out of here tonight, then. Uh, and thanks for everybody for being here with us. I, I'm, I'm just—I was trying to scroll back, and I know Kim is now familiar with this. I've been dealing with this for a while. This Streamyard never goes back far enough, and all kinds of things when you want to play catch up. Well, probably not with Kim because she's awesome at it. But um, I've been doing it longer that. than Kim, but for some reason she got really good at keeping up with comments. I fall a little behind. Really, but I anyway. feel like I'm like nope. <laughs> I'm like well, but you you like you I'm go back though. But you go back. Like somehow you are able to like mark the spot where you stopped or else you're just leaving it there and not seeing anything new. But I know you see, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. leave it wherever. Like I, I, I kind of leave off. I leave it there. And then like, I kind of go through that comment. And then if I want to go back down, I scroll down a little bit further until I get caught up with the rest of the comments. Yeah. Um, I just learned something. 
But a lot of times too, I look and I, I know that during these uh, roundtables, a lot of times the conversations are just happening between everybody. So it's not like I'm like, oh my gosh, we missed a bunch of stuff because I know you guys are all, and I love that. I think that's awesome because um, I like going back after it processes and reading all the things you guys wrote. Um, you know, especially because I see a lot of stuff in here. But uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, Yost. What do you uh, what do you got going on for the rest of the summer? Are you gonna keep doing? You gonna keep doing DoorDash? Is there is there a point where you're gonna go? Nope. Are you uh, are you near so, it? So with me, it's I gotta make some money. I gotta get some quick money in. So whatever app pays me, I'm it's gonna pay. I like the principle. That I would say I like the fact that with some of the DoorDash orders, you're helping people that you know, can't necessarily get out or the premise of any of those apps, you help people that can necessarily get out and you're doing a good thing, but you know, just in a sense, my goal is to exit probably within this next year, you know, find some other ways to make money that I would say it's probably a little bit easier with, you know, these gas prices or wear and tear in your car, but your car is meant to be driven. So, I mean, but yep. yeah, that's kind of my exit. And so I can go to more baseball games. That's really why I do it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's a man with goals right there. It's <laughs> really what I do is to go to more baseball games and have fun. And, you know, yeah. just going after work, going out for a couple of hours. You know, I watch uh, Lou and Mary with the Dash experience, and they say, okay, I want to make $100 today. And then they do it. And, you know, that's yeah. kind of my thing. I try to make 100 bucks and call it a night. If I'm at 9901, I'm done. You know, just, you know, you can't, yeah. can't do too much with these apps to get yourself burned out because they'll burn you out really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Or you and you got and you got to know how to pivot. I always say this, but you got to know how to pivot. And I don't just mean from apps. Like you got to know how to pivot in time too. Like if you're really trying to make it in the gig economy, if you're trying to make some money, you can do it. But you got to be willing to go. Well, Tuesdays are sucking. I'm going to have to start working Fridays, or I'm going to have to start working. And that's just what it is. I've been in the bar industry forever. It's the same way with that. Seasons come, seasons go. One night becomes big. One night becomes dead. And you got to be willing to float with that. If you're somebody who's like, well, I need my weekends. <laughs> Full-time gig work probably isn't going to be for you then. You know, because yeah. you're going to, that's the same thing to make money on full-time gig work. You need to work the weekends. So, you know, things are going to come up and they're going to, and they're going to make you miss things and they're going to, um, it's just what it is. But if you're willing to do that kind of thing and, and hustle and pivot, and there's still, you know, there's money to be made. Um, but I do think that it's, it, yeah, you do have to adapt. Um, you know, like I'm trying, I'm trying to get this dumpling thing still going. Like I'm, I'm I mean, like I, I'm about to, and I know that when I do, it's going to go big. Um, I've just wanted to make sure that I've got everything I'm going to be able to do on there. But true independent contractorship, and it would be nice to. I will make videos about me going out with a bang on Instacart because I will start work picking up every Instacart order, and I'll have a video of me stapling my dumpling card to it putting it on the thing till they fire me. <laughs> you, you know, one thing here's, I'll say this, you know, one thing I about, thought about doing is when I film is putting my card on there and say, Hey, your order was filmed on this, which I know may be interesting or not. I may say something bad about the order. So I thought against that, but I'm like, Hey, if you want to see your order get delivered, here you go. I don't know. It's something interesting. What that idea. Yeah. That's, I mean, hey, I remember there was a, um, I think it was like a year ago, but a guy was putting like his, uh, I don't know. It was like his Spotify card. He like made an album. It was like attaching it to deliveries. And so you can definitely promote. I remember reading that like DoorDash allows you to do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th I just kind of, the way I feel about Instacart, I feel like when they did call me, 
I wouldn't even play it. Like, no, oh, like if they were like, "Hey, are you stapling business cards?" To, I'd be like, "Yep." <laughs> are you for any reason? Yeah, your company sucks, and uh, I'm going to make some real money. So, just trying to take some of your customers before I go. As long oh, as you record that in the video, I'll watch it. <laughs> what? And one thing about Instacart, these people are taking nine dollar <laughs> orders for eighty items. You're like. Seven dollar orders. Doing yeah. what are it's you seven dollars? I was being generous, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's seven dollars for 40 40 items, and yep. oh, it's just so much education we got to do. But I mean, yeah. we, we try, we can only you can only say it so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know, Bud Soda's in here. I know, um, I think Thomas has some luck with Instacart. I know there's some people who have some luck with Instacart. I just Never have even from day one, and I've been I've done enough apps since 2014 to know that. Okay, I just signed up. Oh, they just onboarded me. My honeymoon period has started, and I never had one with Instacart. It was like, hey, you want a dollar? And I was like, no. And they're like, well, that's all we're gonna give you. I was like, this sucks. And the thing with Instacart too, you know, I feel like some apps you can say, okay, I'm gonna take some small orders, you know, like a twelve dollars for three items. But you still got to spend the time shopping, finding those items, and if they're out of stock, it's like, oh, it's, it's not really worth that twelve dollars anymore. If anything goes wrong with that order, yeah. Ha- have you immediately took an order and just regretted it as soon as you took it? You're like, uh-huh. why did I take this? I questioned yeah. my life choices when I take some orders, and I said, why did I just do this? The money looked good. You weren't thinking. You're driving, and you know it's one of those safety things. And I like it takes fourteen buttons to decline the DoorDash order. Oh yeah, the YouTube shirt. <laughs> no, but I gotta make that YouTube money like you, man. I ain't making money yet. <laughs> I gotta get that Kim money. So I was like, I ain't making that money yet. So <laughs> um, if you build it, they will come. Exactly. So uh so I'm gonna switch out. I'm gonna add uh John's and Jason's into the show notes because I know I already had us and Yost is already in there. So if you aren't already subscribed to Yost, go check out his channel, especially if you're doing delivery and stuff. Um, I like his channel because of the baseball stuff because I've been to Kaufman and I, uh, you know, being the Tigers fan that I am, I actually, I got to see on the last season Verlander pitched for the Tigers. I saw him in Detroit. Um, We saw them on the night before Father's Day at Kaufman Stadium. He pitched. I think this was. I think it was twenty six. It was whatever the year he traded to the Astros and they won the mm-hmm. World Series. Twenty sixteen, maybe. Yep. Twenty sixteen. And then so they were. Yeah, they were at Kansas City, and then we went. My son and I went to the Father's Day game too. Um, and then we got to see Verlander pitch his last game here at Rocky Stadium because uh, it was like it, the trade had already been made. He knew he knew he was going. It was the last game, but he. Uh, because it's National League, you know, you, you got a bat when you're pitching. He actually got a hit <laughs> at his wow. very last Tigers game. Wow. He like, yeah, he got a hit. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, for those of you that, not, that don't watch baseball, the American League that. and National League are different. Um, National League has their pitcher's bat. American League doesn't, but when you're playing, is it is it when you're playing National League they, just they don't at do National it League? They don't do it anymore. Okay. It's the universal but DH they, now. But but they that that, that too, yeah. It's the universal DH. But um, I want to make an announcement on here. If people stay this long, I'm making an announcement today. Um, I'm gonna start vlogging for a year after my birthday. I'm gonna do a year-long everyday vlog. So you guys are the first ones to know. 
and it's right. going to be a blast. And I'm going to do some Sweet. orders. And so, yeah, this, y'all, the first ones to know. I haven't said anything yet, but I had I decided to, to say something. You know, say like the up. like the like you the Truman Show, like 24 hours a day, or no, 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 just daily vlogs. <laughs> and so, I think folks need to know what DoorDash is doing and what these companies are doing, and you know, also the fun side of what you can do if you have goals and set stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everybody fun on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Who doesn't remember Verlander? Come on. Uh, the bird yeah uh so yeah anyway uh you guys uh thank you for joining us tonight uh i know last minute we were throwing a curveball but i felt like that was a good time and uh, i was glad jason was able to join us too and john was able to and kim as always and that we were able to have yost on and now he he feels like part of the family too so uh and thank you all chat for uh for joining us too i see that ellen came in i see grandpa's back i see tony's here nova mac Got an awesome chat. I saw Ty in here. Every I saw, night. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. We get a lot of, I mean, just good people in here. Cody and Autumn are in here. And, uh, yeah, good crew. And thank you guys for uh, for joining us on Thursdays. We love it. And we will be back here next week with uh, Zach Drives Fast is going to be our guy. So, and then, oh, and then after that, we have Nova Dasher. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that'll be a fun one too. Um but we'll see you back here next week and thank you guys. Have a good week and uh we'll see you around. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. All right, guys. So that was Yost Malone. Um so this is a podcast dropping on Saturday that was supposed to drop on Friday as a bonus podcast or the extra one we've been doing, the round table ones that come forth. Um now there will be another one dropping on Tuesday, but from here for the rest of the weekend, I am out of here. I am offline. I am not sitting in on lives. And uh, yeah, a couple days break here, guys. But we will see you back here Tuesday when the podcast drops and next week for the live roundtable. And we got some other pieces too. We got the piece with Alto coming up on Tuesday, right before Kim's live. So check it all out, you guys. It's going to all populate and have a great 4th of July weekend. Be safe. Go out and spin some good and have some fun. Peace.